ladies and gentlemen, I need to require your services. I need to recruit you to fight the New World Order, the German death cults. Ladies and gentlemen, we are doing everything we can here. I need you to buy Super Brain Force. Only the finest ingredients have been sourced for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the documents. You are the resistance. Now I'd like to introduce Don't Be Afraid. Hello, and welcome to the Don't Be Afraid podcast. My name is Andrew. Thank you for listening. The title of this story is How High Can You Jump? According to Wikipedia, Operation High Jump, officially titled the United States Navy Antarctic Development Program, ran from 1946 to 1947. It was the U.S. Navy operation that was organized by Admiral Richard E. Byrd. It began August 26, 1946 and ended February 1947. The group participating was known as Task Force 68. Sounds kind of cool, like an early 1960s comic book, like an X-Men story. This consisted of 4,700 men, 13 ships, and 33 aircraft. The primary mission was to establish the Antarctic Research Base Little America 4. I like that name. Now, I've always loved this story because it's mysterious and great for speculation, for science fiction and storytelling, what happened, what really went on, all that kind of stuff. As a kid, I always wondered if this was really some battle with remnant German forces, with a moon base linked up through a stargate to Antarctica, UFOs, little green men, underground bases, Thule society ritual stuff going on. I've noticed others have also wondered this while doing research for this story, and it's not uncommon, although it's strange. Operation High Jump's objectives are as follows. Training personnel and testing equipment in frigid conditions, consolidating and extending the United States sovereignty over the largest practical area of Antarctic continent, determining the feasibility of establishing, maintaining, and utilizing bases in the Antarctic, and investigating possible base sites. Hmm. Interesting. Developing techniques for establishing, maintaining, and utilizing air bases on ice, with particular attention to later applicability of such techniques to operations in interior Greenland, where conditions are comparable to those of the Antarctic. Amplifying existing stores of knowledge of electromagnetic, geological, geographic, hydrographic, and meteorological propagation conditions in the area. Supplementary objectives of the Nanuk expedition, which was a smaller equivalent conducted off eastern Greenland. Nanuk. Nanuk. That's a fun word. There's a really cool video on YouTube that was taken by the U.S. Navy at the time of men in the dangerous Arctic crossing between ships using ropes, which were lashed to the sides of their ships. And they would send supplies back and forth, along with men. So... It's not something I'm used to seeing because I was in the Navy, and it looked really cool to me. And it looks really neat in black and white. Makes you wonder just what it was like, what was going on, that kind of stuff. During the expedition, they set up weather monitoring stations on the Marquesas Islands. On Christmas Eve, they had begun launching aircraft on recon missions. On New Year's Day, 1947, they launched the first dive by Americans under the Antarctic using special equipment jack brown masks and desco oxygen rebreathers this all sounds very gi joe to me a nerdy member of the war department accompanied them his name was paul sipple paul alman sipple he was also an eagle scout wikipedia just wanted you to know that hmm there were some human losses during the expedition which is where the speculation about how they happened led to conspiracy theories which i partook in admittedly there was one incident where a martin pbm mariner 
It's a flying boat crashed, killing its crew. It was a patrol bomber. It looks very cool. You should check it out. I'll link you a picture. These planes were used in the beginning of World War II and later in mine hunting patrols in the Korean War. Their final year of service was 1959. Another member of the task force was killed. His name was Vance Woodall. He died in what is called a ship unloading accident. They say he died on a Ross ice shelf under a piece of rolling equipment designed to pave the ice to build an airstrip. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I'm sure you can too now. Like a some kind of scraping Zamboni. One crewman remarked it was the worst thing he'd ever seen. Who watched the accident? Now, if we want to toss our tinfoil hats right on, can hop on over to Rents.com. They have a 2003 article. Rents is a well-known conspiracy site that peddles in various degrees of storytelling. Should we have some fun and speculate with Rents? Why not? So, skipping to the germane part of the article, the webpage reads, it is... Interesting note. It is interesting to note that at the end of the war, the Allies determined that there were 250,000 Germans unaccounted for, even taking into account casualties and deaths. This should be quite a population for a fledgling colony and provide the essential degree of skill, expertise, and pure manpower for an industrial base of any sort, let alone the production of, even by today's standards, extremely high technology. In this same article, they make references to possible UFOs. The article goes on that Admiral Byrd declared today that it was imperative for the United States to initiate immediate defensive measures against hostile regions. Furthermore, Byrd stated that he didn't want to frighten anyone unduly, but that it was a bitter reality that in case of a new war, the continental United States would be attacked by flying objects which could fly from pole to pole at incredible speeds. This quote, Rents, cites, was from a March 5th, 1947 edition of the El Mercurio newspaper of Santiago, Chile. El Mercurio is a Chilean newspaper. Its Santiago edition is considered the country's paper of record, and it is considered the oldest daily in the Spanish language currently in circulation. And the quote was encased in a headline article, On Board the Mount Olympus of the High Seas. There was also reference made to earlier that summer the Roswell incident had been in the news and it had been officially explained, quote-unquote, according to Rents. So the article is alleging that the Secretary of the Navy, James Forrestal, who did die under strange circumstances after being sent to a insane asylum, I believe he hung himself with his sheets, his bed sheets, out the window, which is strange for Secretary of the Navy to do, and for there not to be a way to prevent him from doing that. Eh, again, full tinfoil hats on, but they did always stick out with me as to what did happen to James Forrestal. Sorry, just saying what I'm thinking. I don't want to get all weird on you. So, they're claiming he sent a contingent of the Navy to look for a secret German base hidden underground in the Antarctic. This does make for great storytelling and potential movie making. I wish they had made a movie on this. There was something in the works in 2015 which doesn't seem to have summoned anything as of yet. These stories always led to the discussion of occultism, hollow earth related to early Germanic religious ceremonies. Perhaps some wonder if they made a pagan prophecy come true found the hollow earth using invocations from the Thule Society. It's just interesting stuff. Would make a great film. This has been a short Don't Be Afraid podcast. My name is Andrew. Thank you so much for listening.